0: The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Other Wrestling Show. This week, Mike and I will be previewing the 2021 All Out Pay-Per-View match card, starting with the 21-Woman Casino Battle Royal.
0: So, Joel, a couple things with this match uh, within the last day or so. Rio's been announced for this match. Anna Jay came back on Dynamite. Really happy to have her back into the fold. And based off of the count, there looks to be one TBD spot left. So
1: The Joker. The, the Joker is always a TBD. Joker is
0: always TBD. So, real quick, Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Soul, Julia Hart, Ted Conti, Damante, Peneply Ford, Red Velvet, Hikaru Shida, Ami Sakura, Jay Cargill, Kier Hogan, Abaddon, Leo Hirsch, Kylan King, Rebel, Jamie Hader, Anna Jay, Rio, and the Joker. That's a lot of people. Um, I I kind of want to pick the Joker because it's kind of how it's been. Uh, and there's some pretty tasty rumors around who the Joker is this year. Um,
1: yeah, the but... Joker hasn't won in a while. Uh it's it's been a minute.
0: No, I wasn't talking about winning. I'm talking about me, the allure of the mystery person. Sure, winning. Sure, sure, yeah. Because <laughs> who was it? it was uh, it was Leo Rush at um at what well, for the men's at, at double or nothing. So mm-hmm. if if I'm not picking the uh, uh the Joker here, I feel there's a lot of really interesting contenders here. We've seen Anna Jay, we've seen Ty Conti, we've seen Jay Cargill uh, get some uh, kind of TV time here recently. The Bunny as well. Um, I. I there's so many people to choose from. I'm just gonna go with my gut here, and I'm gonna say what
1: before you make your picks. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to the people oh, and uh, let them know people. that, as we always do, I have written down <laughs> my picks for all of these matches. So Mike is going to announce his picks first on every single one of these, and uh, mine are written down, so it's it's set in stone, and I cannot change them. Uh, <laughs> so with that being said, who's winning this match?
0: <laughs> Fuck it, I'm taking the Joker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna say who you think the joker is gonna yes, be
0: yes yes I, I think it I, is. i'll
1: spoil this here i am also taking the joker and i have written down who i think it is
0: are you taking ruby soho as well
1: cue up rancid because <laughs> i think it's gonna be ruby soho formerly heidi lovelace uh formerly, formerly ruby, ruby Riot. Wyatt. uh because if not um i'm gonna be bummed She's been doing these amazing videos that she's been posting on Twitter and I assume other places. She's so freaking cool and she's a great wrestler. So uh, I I think she would be amazing in AEW, both on screen and for that locker room. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, I hope it's her and I hope she wins.
0: Yeah, she would bring a a level of legitimacy to the division right away. And normally I'd be like, yeah, you don't have to put your new signing right into a title feud title, you know, storyline. But I feel like she could come in win this match and then she doesn't have to have that title match for a while. It could be a few weeks down the line. Hell could be closer to revolution if we want and really build her up and get her on our cameras. And I feel like we've got a lot of these kind of, jolts to in the arm to the men's side of things shots in the arm whatever i'm trying to say with cm punk a lot of the rumors malachi black etc etc we haven't really gotten that in the women's division here i thought it'd be kira hogan and then they buried her like three weeks in a row um so yeah i joel we're not really original with our our same pick here but it makes sense the the vignettes she's been doing online just scream this is happening so
1: Yeah, well, I think she would also cut a really interesting contrast with Britt Baker. There is nobody on the roster who's quite like Ruby Soho. uh, And so I I think she brings something different to the table, which would make for a match that we really haven't seen before for Britt Baker in this spot. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think she'd be perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah, same. Other people i would like to see win this i would love to see big swole uh get that kind of story back going with brit uh, baker uh thunder rosa obviously um either anna jay or taikanti i think would be uh good fits for this but yeah it's it's a battle royal they're they're always fun they're always uh, a little surprising and hey we're gonna get at least one surprise here so can't wait
1: i used to be totally disinterested with. Battle Royals, with the exception of the Royal Rumble, anytime mm-hmm. they were done in the other wrestling company. And I have to say, AEW does a really good job with these. They're always entertaining and engaging matches. And uh, it's something I actually get really excited about for, you know, the, the two shows a year that uh, do these. So yeah,
0: they don't happen often, which I think is a big difference because you could just uh, watch any random SmackDown and hey, there's a Battle Royal tonight. Determine the number one contender for blah, 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 blah. So like the fact that we only get these really twice a year and they have, you know, significant stakes attached to winning it. It definitely makes it more exciting. And I love the casino battle royal format. It's different. You know, it's it's a it's familiar, but has enough kind of tweaks to make it feel different. So um, I'm with you. I, I definitely am more of I'm actually really glad this is on the main card now. Due to some of the shifting they've had to do, because I feel like if you are going to have someone like Ruby Soho debut, having on the pay-per-view, I think is important, especially when you're trying to, you know.
1: Yeah, debuts always need to be given a big spotlight and burying something on the pre-show, even though a lot of people are going to watch the Mm pre-show, it is not as significant as it being on the main card. And uh, I also really like it just for a shakeup. You know, we're talking about this match first doesn't mean it's going to happen first. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that can really energize a crowd and uh, bring something really engaging to break up all of these singles matches. Cause there are a lot yeah. of singles matches on this card. Um, there's only one tag team match and it's a gimmick tag team match. So you know, this is going to be a very singles heavy affair. And so having this battle royal to break up the the singles matches is going to be really, really helpful.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, Joe, I think we've said enough on that. Uh, What's next on your list of matches we have to run through?
1: It still sounds weird to say this. Paul White is uh, (laughs) facing off with QT Marshall in a singles match that got a little bit more intriguing when uh, Paul's backup, Turned on him at Dynamite, and uh, the Gun Club has turned heel, <laughs> uh, all right. which I think we've all been waiting for. Uh, we all want to uh, hate on Austin Gunn and be annoyed by him, and uh yeah,
0: this is this is good. I haven't really like given credence to people saying, "Oh, there's too many WWE guys on AEW's roster." Like it's it's fine. Like we it's working. I'm sorry. I don't need Paul White and Billy Gunn holding down a segment on the Go Home show of Dynamite in 2021. Like I it th- that didn't do anything for me and I get it. It's here it's for the gun the gun club, the gun sons. Like it's here to get them over to get them heat and that's fine. But we already had a pretty like straightforward storyline with Paul White and QT Marshall. You could have had this whole Billy Gunn turn at the pay-per-view and I feel it would have made a little more sense. Like this felt really random on the show itself. Um, And also who the fuck is left in the nightmare family? (laughs) If, if the gun clubs going rogue, was it Dustin Cody Lee Johnson, Lee Johnson and, and Brandy (laughs) like, like that's it. I guess, I guess that they're done. So um, I don't know this match should be short. Honestly, I'm taking the big show, Paul white to win this. Cause I just don't see the point of anything else. And I know you're trying to get QT Marshall in the factory over, but I don't know. I just, I'm not super invested in, in that QT story.
1: I think we're probably both wrong, but I also picked Paul white.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Pay-per-views can have squash matches. Like that's totally a thing. Remember when Dustin beat, sean spears in like two minutes and just like whooped his ass
1: yeah like pulled his pants down right pulled his pants down everything wasn't that where we got the uh tilly blanchard's face on sean spears underwear (laughs) wasn't that when he faced off with dustin
0: yep so you can have these type of matches and like you said this is a very singles heavy card you can't have every match going super long this is to get some headlines of the paul white back on in the ring maybe it sets up a Shaq match before TNT's basketball coverage starts this year. Something like that. Make it short, make it sweet. Have Paul white choke slam QT Marshall. And, and it's a wrap. That's, that's all you need. I, you could make an argument that Marshall should win, but I just don't see it happen.
1: All right. Well, let's move on to the next match on the card. We have the American boogeyman, John Moxley taking on <laughs> Uh, the King of Bread Style Satoshi Kojima.
0: Is that really what he's called, the King of Bread Style?
1: No. Uh, okay. But he he is he is the head of Bread Club.
0: Is that a real thing? Or are you messing with me?
1: Yes. He eats a lot of bread in his personal life. Oh,
0: cool. I mean, <laughs> I love bread. About it. I like I eat bread alone as like I just eat slices of bread as a snack. Um, I'm trying to see how long I can riff about bread eating before actually talking about this match, but um. I think Moxley takes this, Joel. I think this is a a bigger kind of story with Moxley and NJPW, not necessarily Kojima. And I wouldn't be surprised if this leads to a match with Ace Tanahashi at some point, if we see more crossover with NJPW. Um, I know you weren't super excited at the announcement of uh, his opponent, but um, it should be fun, should be you know pretty straightforward. And... I'm more excited to see where Moxley goes after this.
1: I'm warming up to this match. Um I think they've done a really good job of uh promoting it on social media and um Kojima is is someone that you want to root for. Uh so there's going to be an interesting dynamic here. I think Moxley will probably be ostensibly the the babyface in this match, but in reality like moxley's kind of portraying himself in a more heelish light talking about trying to hurt people and Mm -hmm. meanwhile kojima like he's like just tweeting how grateful he is (laughs) and how you know he hopes that if he eats enough bread that he'll be able to have the energy to prevail and like Amen. It's been really endearing and it's really brought me around. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one, but I did pick John Moxley. This, this pay-per-view is looking a little bit chalky and, yep. uh, we'll see if that, uh, chalkiness continues. We're three for three so far in terms of our, uh, Oh, selections. don't worry.
0: We're going to have some tough ones here coming up. <laughs> All right. So next
1: so. up is the TNT championship between Miro and Eddie Kingston. This one I think is really interesting. and um, Interesting because Eddie Kingston is standing as a proxy for people that Miro feels like haven't earned their spot. And so this isn't a match where Eddie Kingston challenged Miro and is attempting to take the title. This is a match where Miro called out Eddie Kingston and put his title on the line in order to get an opportunity to punish Eddie Kingston for his (laughs) ill-gotten gains.
0: It's great, man. I really, this match kind of seemed random when he called him out last week. And then you had what I thought was a really good video segment with these two guys this week with the promos going back and forth. Uh, Basically, Kingston saying, I'm going to send you to your God's hell. (laughs) And then Miro with, once again, line of the night. I only stay down when I'm at a hotel with my wife. <laughs> like, I just fucking funny. Um, but yeah, the, the styles here. I think we're really going to work together. This should just be a brawl, you know, just beating the shit out of each other for seven to ten minutes. Um, my heart wants Eddie to to walk away with this, but I don't think uh, God is done with his favorite champion. So, sticking with Miro to retain. But what should be a pretty fun match.
1: Yeah, I think expect violence here. Uh, these yeah. are two guys that like to work a bit stiff uh, from their own admissions and interviews that they've done, and uh, I I really like the angle that Eddie Kingston started off his promo with, which is your weakness is your neck, and like <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna come for your neck, and that's just interesting to me. I like when that is incorporated into promoting a match like yeah, you're bigger, you're tougher, you're stronger than me, but you still have a weakness, and I'm going to exploit that because it adds a layer of intrigue. Uh, I still picked Miro in this match. So yeah. uh, once again, still still chalk so far, but um, but I think this is going to be a fun match, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Same, same. And yeah, I mean, Joel, pretty much everyone's weakness is their neck if you hit it hard enough so, <laughs> like yeah great insight here eddie if you break his neck he dies like okada's do? weakness is not his neck <laughs> well no we've seen him get dropped on his neck numerous times one of the scariest moments of wrestling i've ever seen live um so joel what do we what do we got next
1: next up is the aew tag team championship match in a steel cage between the young bucks and the lucha bros
0: all right. Before we uh, go into our predictions here, I want to kind of talk about that final segment of Dynamite this week, where the Elite just absolutely obliterated um, the Lucha Bros and Christian Cage. Like Joel, this was a S tier ass whipping. <laughs> like to close the show,
1: they chose violence in a major uh-huh. way.
0: Yeah, yeah. They they had options for their 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 flavors here, and and it was not. You know, who cares about reverse momentum when you beat the shit out of someone like this? So um, I really I really enjoyed uh, the end of dynamite because I always kind of love it when the like something this outrageous happens and the cage coming down. Also, how silky smooth was that cage coming down? Like it was just like, mm, like no shaky. It just went straight down. Like I Mm -hmm. thought it was like on a hydraulics or something because it went down so smoothly. Random, but it caught my eye. Um, in terms of this match, you know, the steel cages, I liked how commentary made a point that the bucks have basically relied on interference for almost a year now since they turned heel, heel, heel earlier this year. And, you know, we've seen enough cage matches in our lives, Joel, to know that it doesn't really do its job of keeping people out. (laughs) Like, like it's more like the watchman. No, you're just trapped in here with me. Like, it never goes well. So I do expect shenanigans here. And Joel, I've been begging, I've been begging the young bucks to lose this title for months now, because this is like the most effective cave story I've ever seen. I hate them. I hate them so fucking much. I want them to lose. So Joel, I am going with the Lucha Bros winning the AW tag team championships from the young bucks and what should be a wild match. And remember all out 2019 saw these two teams wrestle in a gimmick match, uh, where the, the Lucha Lucha bros came out on top. Awesome ladder match, by the way.
1: Uh, very, very nice, uh, history lesson there. Uh, I have the young bucks retaining.
0: Uh, Oh, we're different.
1: Yeah. So we have our first disagreement here. (laughs) I'm, I'm really looking forward to this match, uh, partially because I have to my recollection, never seen, ray phoenix and penta in a cage match yeah and ray phoenix in particular is so so creative with how he bounces around and uses the environment to enhance his flippity do's yeah. so uh I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the fun stuff that he's going to pull out and i'm actually more interested in seeing him like bounce off the side of the cage and like do rebound (laughs) moves and stuff that I am seeing anybody jump off the top of the cage. It feels like a given that we're going to see somebody jump off the top of the cage Mm -hmm. in 2021. Like there's a cage. Somebody's going to jump off of it, but that's not the thing that I'm most interested in seeing. I want to see something I've never seen before. And I think Ray Phoenix in particular could deliver that.
0: And also too, like, I can't recall seeing the young bucks in a steel cage match, but even if they were, they probably have never been in a steel cage with the production quality that AEW is presenting. Like that cage looks Uh, legit. Like it is a, well, it's not like a rinky dink, you know, chain fence that they just wrapped around the ring. Like you've seen on some backyard wrestling shows. Like this is a legitimate steel cage where you can do legitimate spots. Um, and you mentioned like seeing something you've never seen before. Yeah. That ladder match between these two teams at all out 2019, there was the, um, Canadian destroyer off the ladder through the table and I literally thought someone died (laughs) like it it was most insane one of the most insane spots I've seen in person and yeah I fully expect like who's taking the Canadian destroyer off the top of the cage dude like someone's doing it I want to see how, f- how far you can do these destroyers and how f- far you can hit the ground. So
1: it feels, it feels like uh, a Matt Jackson move. I feel like he's the one who often is on the receiving end of, of some of the, the crazier bumps.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but just in terms of these two teams, like we, uh, we talked for like the first six months of a W like, man, give us the young bucks and the Lucha bros and give them 20 minutes. You're going to get a five-star match out of it. I think this is, the like the biggest potential for like show stealing match match of the night, whatever you want to call it highest rated match. Um, I just think these guys are going to go wild. And I really hope Brandon Cutler gets put through something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I think in order to steal the show, you kind of have to like go into it, not being expected to be the highest work rate match. I think looking at this lineup, this has got to be top three in terms of expectations of work rate. Yeah. And I would actually put it at like top two, top one. I mean, I think I'd have it
0: at top one. If we're looking at the people in this match, like don't get me wrong. I love Christian cage, but like the Lucha Bros and young bucks are definitely working completely like jacked up high speed version of what Christian cage could ever hope to do.
1: I mean, Punk and Darby has the potential to be a five-star classic. Um, And there's an emotional component which is going to make the crowd just amazing for that match. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Chris Jericho pull out some crazy stuff tonight. We'll talk about that match in a little bit here. Uh, But I do. I think this is the match that I have the highest expectations for from a work rate perspective. So... uh, so, in a roundabout way, I agree with you.
0: <laughs> and I, I think we need some titles to change hands. It's been a while, um, especially with the men. Like, I don't think we've had one in the last, what, three or four months. Miro's Miro. probably the most recent one. Miro's the most one. recent yeah. one, yeah. Um, And obviously, Brett Baker, she won it. She went at a double or nothing. Is that when she won it? That sounds right. It? Yeah. So, like, you know, it's been a while since we've had a title change and I feel like we got to come out of this show with at least one. So that's why I, I went with, uh, the Lucha bros for, for that. But either way, this, this match is going to be crazy fun. I don't know if there's really anything else to say. I wish we were getting the pack Andrade match. Cause I feel like those two matches and stories were kind of connected with everything Andrade has been saying. So it's a bummer. We'll see that at another show though.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting, and I think we can still have the fallout from this match, mm-hmm. whether they win or lose, play into that Andrade storyline. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anything can happen in AEW. There's a possibility we could see, like, Sammy Guevara and Andrade mm-hmm. at this pay-per-view. I know Sammy has been angling for that match. That, I think you could call oh, like, fucking amazing. <laughs> the potential show-stealer, right? Because it'd be coming out of nowhere, and it would be Absolutely insane. Like mm-hmm. I-, I can't imagine those two not having great ring chemistry.
0: Yeah. It, God, man, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna be disappointed if that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel. What do we got? What do we got next?
1: Next up is the AEW women's championship match between Dr. Britt Baker and Chris Statlander. Uh, we've seen these two face off in the past, but I think it's fair to say that neither one of these competitors is the same. And I'm really looking forward to this one. This is the first high profile match that Chris Statlander has had since making her return Mm -hmm. in a crane game. And uh, (laughs) really, really looking forward to this. Britt Baker is absolutely on fire, both on the mic and in the ring. And uh, I think this this could be one of the best women's matches we've seen in AEW.
0: Yeah, they're both healthy going into this. I know they've had health issues over the last year and a half two years um it should it should should be great and props to Brit with that uh I have some news on the hottest free agent in sports like <laughs> yep just working work do just just with all the Ruby Soho
1: rumors out there and she's like I have an announcement to make that uh has to do with a free agent and then she's the free agent I wasn't, even,
0: I wasn't even referring to Soho. I was referring to Adam Cole, baby. Um, oh, well, like, yeah, I mean, I,
1: there's that too. <laughs> either
0: one. And like, it ends up being her. And like, if she legitimately signed an extension, that's awesome. I don't know if that was just for the segment or she really has signed an extension. Um, but there's no way they could let her get away. So if that's legit, good job, Tony. Good job, AEW. getting getting that done. Cause she's, she's one of your, pillars of the division right now just, just amazing
1: yeah so all in was like three years ago mm-hmm. at this point and there was that that fatal four-way that was supposed to redefine what women's wrestling can be that was Britt baker and um chelsea green mm-hmm. and i'm looking um, up right now i know um oh my gosh tessa blanchard chelsea tessa Green, blanchard. madison rain Yeah. And Madison rain. And, uh, I know like a lot of what I heard coming out of that was like, I hadn't seen Britt Baker before. I'm not impressed. And I think, you know, her being kind of the big signee to AEW at the time seemed like, really, like this is the person who's going to anchor your division. Mm -hmm. And she has just absolutely seized the reins and grown within the company and become like one of the top women's wrestlers in the world so
0: we we need to we need to group her with the other like young stars who have grown in the last two years from the initial signings to now like Britt Baker, Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen. like we need to include her when we talk about like the talents who've taken their games to the next level since they've been in AW.
1: And honestly, I think I would put her at the top of that list. Oh, in terms of like the distance moved. Yeah. She's a more complete package than any of them. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you could argue, okay. Did we
0: say MJF? Maybe not MJF.
1: Maybe not MJF. Maybe not MJF, but at least on par.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because she's awesome in the ring. Great A talker, like knows how to get heat. Yeah. Um, if I haven't spoiled my pick, cause I don't think I've said it yet. I'm, I'm picking Dr. Baker to retain, uh, yes, it's, too in early. it's too on early that one as we, as we
1: gush and sing her praises, uh,
0: Chris Statlander is awesome too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Big fan of Chris Statlander, yeah, And I'm really big, big excited fan. to see her. I feel like this is, you know, the biggest match that she's had healthy. Yep. You know, we saw yeah. her against Nyla Rose and that was a, you know, just, she wasn't healthy. Wasn't right. So. Yeah. You know, that wasn't going to be the best that she can put on the table. So this is uh, this is going to be great.
0: Yeah. And we finally have like a kind of a women's staple here, stable here with uh, Britt Baker, Rebel and Jamie Hayter. And I expect there to be some shenanigans in this match as
1: well. Oh, yeah. Almost certainly.
0: Yep. All right, Joel, let's move on.
1: Well, we just talked about him. MJF. And Chris Jericho with the special stipulation that if Chris Jericho loses, he will never wrestle in AEW again, except probably on his cruise.
0: Yeah, this is this. I think this is the hardest match to pick on the card. Joel, I don't know about you, but I've definitely been going back and forth on this. Um, You know, kind of recapping their both of their interview segments this week were just, I thought, incredible. Um MJF kind of going with this really grisly voice for some reason. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that was to show the seriousness of the moment, but I liked his delivery and uh JR being in the ring with Jericho, talking, like interviewing him and them referencing when Jericho signed his first contract and JR was there. Like it really made made this feel like kind of made me feel a little sad, like holy shit, this is coming to an end. So they're just pulling on the right heartstrings with this. And I'm talking cause I'm still trying to decide who I want to pick <laughs> in this match. Cause I, this, this might be the hardest match since, uh, God, Cody Jericho with the, the stipulation that Cody can't challenge for the belt ever again. I remember going like not having any idea how that match would go. So I think if this, I'm going to go with MJF. And Jericho takes the L and kind of transitions out of in-ring competition. Maybe does a little more commentary. Maybe does more managing.
1: So did, but, you, uh, did you watch Rampage this past week? I did. I thought that Chris Jericho was significantly improved. Much on better. Much, much, uh, much better. You know, still got a ways to go. Not perfect, but it was very encouraging. And it, again, I, I think, I think if he was there with one other person instead of three other people, yeah, the performance that he delivered on Friday was almost on par with what he did with Tony at during the pandemic the beginning of pandi- the pandemic. Yep.
0: Yeah. I was going to say the same thing.
1: And I, I think the challenge there is that somebody needs to go uh, off of that group. And I'm hopeful that like Excalibur is not going to be on that long term that he's just there to kind of provide stability while they find their footing
0: on rampage or on rampage on rampage. Okay.
1: And like, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to be on that show. I think he needs to be on dynamite. He's the most important announcer in the company, but I think you can have Taz kind of hold things down
0: Taz do the play-by-play, you know. And
1: have Mark Henry and Chris Jericho provide some flavor. Yeah. And I I think Especially if you have...
0: Sorry, especially if you have Henry doing those, like, segments that he's been doing backstage. Yes. Like, the interviews pre-match and all that stuff. Like, Henry's kicking ass in that, which also means he's not... Doesn't have to be heard as, like, much. Like, he doesn't have to worry about talking or getting his spots, because he's going to have his segments.
1: It puts him in the Tony Schiavone role on Dynamite. And I think that's kind of ideal it it, it was a little bit you know it it was so much better the commentary was so much better on friday and i think Mm -hmm. that um if they were to take one person out of that equation i I think it would improve even more yeah Uh, that being said i think mjf wins and chris Jericho goes to the commentary (laughs) desk
0: (laughs) shit are we we only different on one so far
1: so far so far the only thing we have disagreed on is the tag team championship
0: I will say I would not be surprised if Jericho gets the W here, because like I don't necessarily believe he's ready to be done. And just with how AW has taken stipulations seriously, you know, the Cody Rhodes um stipulation for an example, mm-hmm. like if we he is he really done? Like, I feel he still could do And this is a complete 180 for me because a few weeks, months ago, I was like, I'm done with Jericho. I don't need to see him wrestle anymore. They successfully brought me back in with graduation goggles. But does he actually (laughs) feel he's, he's done in ring with AEW? Cause if he is, isn't, and he has the stipulation, then, you know, it's going to be weird for them to try and get him out of it. So we'll see. We'll see. It's definitely intriguing though. I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the only other person that makes sense to retire Chris Jericho, if he's gonna go out in a career Mm -hmm. versus whatever kind of match, the only other person that makes sense is Cody. And I don't think I I don't think I still think MJF is more
0: just because of MJF's age, the relationship storyline they've had, like it just you know. This it makes sense with MJF with everything they've gone through. God, when did this story start? Like January le- this year, December?
1: Well, I mean, if you want to get like really technical, it started when MJF started lobbying to join the inner
0: circle. Yeah. Yeah. When
1: God That was over that was like a year ago.
0: When was when was the uh when was their musical number?
1: <laughs> I think that was September of last year. September no or October
0: way October. Holy crap.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, him trying to get into the inner circle started after all out last year. So this story has been going on for a year. Wow. Yeah. You know, we they- said when AEW started, we want long-term storytelling and we get so wrapped up in what's going on week to week that it's only on reflection that we realize how far in advance these storylines have been built out. Yeah.
0: yeah. I we always reference the Kenny Omega Hankman page stuff, but holy shit, this, this thing's been going on for a year.
1: Well, and you've got stuff like, <laughs> you know, MJF planting the names of the people who ended up in the pinnacle in an interview that he did months before, yeah. like you know, if you were gonna make a four horseman style faction, who would you choose? And you know, he lists off the people who ended up in the pinnacle. It's you know it's pretty great. Um yeah. but yeah, so yeah. we're both on MJF's corner here. Yep. Um although it feels like both of us kinda want to see Chris Jericho keep wrestling a little bit
0: longer. Oh god. I'm such a mark. <laughs> Six weeks ago I said fuck <laughs> off. To Chris Jericho. And I'm like, please don't go, the champion.
1: <laughs> like... All right. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. <laughs> Next up is the return of CM Punk against Darby Allen in a singles match with nothing on the line.
0: There's no chance this is the main event, is there? I don't think so. Because there's only been two pay-per-views where the championship, the AW World Championship hasn't been the main event. And, that's and been was Stadium Stadia's, Stampede. Yeah, Stadium yeah. Stampede. But man, if you were ever going to put someone on in the main event that wasn't the championship, CM Punk in Chicago probably would break all the sound records. Um but yeah, I think I think you still go with the championship match because you're gonna have CM Punk in the main event at some point in the next year, anyways. Um Joel, is this the most anticipated wrestling match of the last or sorry? maybe not match, but just return of the last 10, 15 years. Like seeing someone in the ring, like I'm so fucking excited. This is like,
1: it feels similar to when Shawn Michaels came back from his career okay. ending back injury. Uh, except kinda, that this wasn't an injury. So it's like this person has been available this entire yeah. time. Uh, people,
0: uh, other people I'm thinking of are uh, Daniel Bryan's return. Um, with Shane at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, he wasn't out for as long, though. He
0: wasn't out as long. And then in terms of just like a pure debut, not necessarily return, uh, Ronda Rousey, because people were just super intrigued and curious of what she would be able to do. Yeah. And she ended up stealing the show at that WrestleMania. Like, yeah, I remember leaving that show like, wow, Ronda Rousey was the best part of this show. But Except other than we that- all
1: just wanted to see Ronda Rousey versus Triple H after watching that match.
0: Dude, I still want. I still to want to her see around that. Around Triple <laughs> H, you know Triple H would bump so fucking hard for her, and it would be amazing. <laughs> like Triple H would go all out to make that a five star, Melter rating match. Um, but yeah, I, I, I keep you know the reason I mentioned that, like, this is this is a big deal. Like it is CM Punk back in the ring. We saw him get physical this week. He almost he almost flipped one of two out of that GTS early. Uh, looked like he got a little too much there, but just seeing him get physical in the ring this week, Joel, like I was like that guy in the crowd. It brought a little tears to my eyes. I'm like, Holy shit. He's getting punched in the ring. He's taking a bump. Oh my God. Here's
1: the going to sleep. I like, was kind of surprised and I, I enjoyed that segment, uh, but I was really surprised that he got physical at all. Yeah. Prior to the pay-per-view because it, you know, not that it spoiled anything. That's not how that works, but you know, traditionally, that's what you do to build the anticipation is that you don't show anything of what this person is able to do until it's time to throw down.
0: Yeah. Imagine, imagine being 2.0 is like reading what are we doing tonight on dynamite? Well, you're gonna take a scorpion death drop from Sting. <laughs> you're gonna eat the go to sleep from CM Punk, and that's gonna and that's a moment. Like it's just just yep. it still kind of blows my mind. And uh, they had a really good video package with Darby Allen talking about CM Punk um, this week that just kind of really added more to this uh, the story. And, Joel, I don't know if you saw, CM Punk's going to be on commentary on Rampage for Darby Allen's match with Danny Garcia. Oh, that um, should be good. Yeah, that should be really good because, A, that match should be amazing. And CM Punk, from last I recall, is pretty good on commentary too. So... Um, yeah, I a part of me wants to pick Darby Allen <laughs> just <laughs> just to see if Chicago would go full Philly and like burn down their own city. Um with with a sports event. I don't but, think
1: Chicago's like that.
0: No, I don't think I have they're rather sensitive
1: think, about fires.
0: Except they named their soccer team the Chicago Fire. Like Um <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I know well, like it's just like you wouldn't like okay, Boston are like the you don't take a tragedy from your city and make it your sports team. Like you wouldn't call Boston, like the Boston massacres like, or something like that. Just always found it weird that Chicago, their soccer team's named after the biggest disaster in their city's history. That always was weird to me. Um, but I digress. Anywho, I'm taking CM Punk. I don't have the testicular to sk- to, to, to fortitude to pick any, to pick Darby Allen in this match. Um, as, yes, as much as I was this
1: match, it's punk
0: punk did you pick punk too
1: i did i did pick punk (laughs) all right main event time we are running a little bit long here uh main event kenneth omega against christian cage
0: with donald Callis in his corner (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm not gonna drag this out i think kenny omega retains um interesting yes with christian cage winning the impact title. I think that was kind of the way to get Christian some heat. Um I'm sticking with my gun. I there's only one person I want taking this belt off of Kenny Omega and it's Hangman Page. Like we I've been we've been screaming that on this podcast since January. That's who should take the belt off of Kenny when it's time. Uh this was obviously before CM Punk. This was before potentially Adam Cole, before Brian Danielson, but um I, I still think that's the way to go. And as much as I would love my dude Christian to hold big platinum, uh, I I think um, I don't think he he's the one to take the belt off of Kenny. As much as I would love it.
1: Well, I uh, I picked Kenny as well. Uh, although I, I kind of thought you would take Christian here, just uh, go full Homer. And uh... I don't
0: go Homer on my picks, man. That's how <laughs> I've won so many.
1: Like I Um, I think
0: the most of the times I'm like, I want to, but no, they're going to book it this way. And then boom. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I I just, I don't think it's time. I think, uh, Kenny is, um, still interesting as champion Mm -hmm. here. And, uh, I I think, I I think we could see a run-in from Adam page, uh, that makes things interesting, but I'm curious if the run-in is actually going to be in the tag team championship match. Yeah. And that, you know he's the one who prevents the Stooges from entering the cage and interfering. Yeah, uh, because his beef, although his beef is with the elite more broadly, it feels like it's really more directed at the young bucks and yeah. uh, you know they're the ones who have been the most vicious in their their dealings with hangman and the comments that they've made. It feels more real. Um, between mm-hmm. those characters. And uh I, I think it would be interesting to see that. But um well I was yeah, like that I, think, I always
0: like that the Bucks as a stepping stone to Kenny Omega for a hangman as well. Yeah. Like they're like the mini boss. Like you you take out the Bucks, mm-hmm. then you finally get to challenge the big bad. So
1: yeah. So if he can cost them their titles and then you know use that to kind of leverage his way into feuding again with the elite and then you know we kind of move forward with uh, setting up hangman adam page to face off possibly at full gear possibly at revolution Mm -hmm. uh i'm still i'm gonna be fantasy booking this match until it happens so (laughs) ditto
0: ditto we thought we would be seeing it this sunday and then everything decided to change um so all right joel i guess the entire pay-per-view comes down to um Wait, wait, which the Tag match? Team Championships. The Tag Team champi- man As it we- should be. As it should be. <laughs> tag Team Wrestling
1: is back thanks to AEW. And we yeah, honor man. that by having the only difference in our picks
0: <laughs> beyond that one match. Um, A couple things not match-wise. Do you think we get any debuts outside of Ruby Soho since we both picked that as our surprise?
1: Um, I mean, I think we're going to get something in the women's division. I don't think the Joker is going to be... Uh, a talent who is already signed to the roster. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be interesting if it was someone like Camille, Um, you know, that would be cool. There's plenty of women out there who would be great for the division and, uh, you know, would fit this role very well. Uh, But that's, I think where we're going to get the debut. I don't think we see Brian Danielson. I don't think we see Adam Cole. Um, there's enough newness on this show, mm-hmm. particularly on the men's side that uh, we just, we don't need that.
0: Yeah. It's, I, I always felt the, cause the rumors have swirled that Danielson will debut this weekend. I feel like you want to use, you want to leverage that return for cable to get the rating spike because it doesn't really do you any good for the pay-per-view numbers of Daniel O'Brien's Brian Danielson debuts, at the pay-per-view like i don't know if casual fans are gonna buy a pay-per-view with the chance of seeing daniel bryan um if it's like cm punk was we're like hey we're pretty sure he's coming back on rampage in chicago you can sell out arena in like a day and have the highest like what 1.2 million people watch like so that made me a little made me question the rumors of there being another big debut. I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if there if there was one. Um because I do think we are gonna get Adam Cole and Danielson in AW at some point, but um we'll see. It'd and, be uh, really
1: interesting if Adam Cole were to show up in the main event and cause Kenny to lose the belt.
0: God, um, could you imagine?
1: <laughs> I mean Kenny threw Adam Cole out of the bullet club
0: oh uh, it, man it'd be so easy to just loop in this hangman page storyline with adam cole and that storyline and basically say like Hangman hey, does have a friend left and it's adam mm-hmm. cole like like yeah. we're, we're, they were in the bullet club uh, on the ring of honor side together yeah. right mm-hmm. cool. okay and that was like they when it was together what? before and that was like cody bucks and like marty scroll were like that, uh, that was
1: pre pre marty
0: pre marty okay Oh, was Marty was Marty after Cole got kicked out? Yeah. Okay, I'm remembering now. Yeah, so that would be sweet. I'm, dude. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And I'm, I'm actually seeing, watching this pay per view at a movie theater on Sunday. One of the uh, venues that they're showing it. It's here in Boston, so I'm gonna go get my cherry icy, get a, get some stale popcorn, and <laughs> and watch, a, watch this pay per view in a theater with a bunch of nerds.
1: Have a great time. I'll be watching at yeah, home where the drinks and snacks are paid for. Uh,
0: I, I don't. We'll talk offline. <laughs> all right, guys, <laughs> uh, we will get you our reaction show early next week. Uh, and yeah. Joel, anything? I'm not running through all the the, the socials today.
1: Uh, I mean, it seems as good a time as any to join the dark order.
0: Join the dark order.
1: Remember everybody, life's a work.
0: Duck the clothesline. And happy wrestling.